How's it going, everybody? Welcome to LAO FCS Weekly. We have an amazing show for you this week because we are talking about not only the most anticipated movie of the week, not the most anticipated movie of the month, not the most anticipated movie of the year, not the most anticipated movie of the 21st century. We're talking about one of the most anticipated movies of all time, Avengers Endgame. It's going to be a great show. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. So if you can't tell, I am not Scott Manziel. Uh, I am Eric Eisenberg from Cinema Blend, a very proud LAO FCS member who is taking over the hosting duties this week. And as I said in the opening, we are talking this week all about Joe and Anthony Russo's Avengers Endgame, the 22nd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 11 years, it's all been building to this. Hype is absolutely through the roof. And I will say... Right up front, we are going to be diving deep, deep, deep into spoilers in this episode. So if you have not seen it yet, you might want to give it a pause and maybe come back to it after your screening. Spoiler alert. Exactly. Spoiler alert. Uh, So joining me for this conversation this week, we have Mr. Terrence Johnson. Hey, everybody. And Mr. Mark Facis. How's it going, guys? how's it going, guys? So uh, you excited for this? You ready? Oh, let's do this. Yeah. So... uh, I'm going to start. Uh, this is our movie pick of the week. Uh, yep. We didn't yeah. really have a ton of options. This is kind of the movie <laughs> that is taking over the world. Uh, first off, you guys are clearly Marvel fans, much like me. And yes. I love that yep. we're all repping different uh, Marvel characters. This is fantastic and yep. perfect <laughs> and very representational of uh, the MCU and kind of what this movie is. I want to start just by kind of taking a look back. And I'm going to ask just what would you say you got your guys' favorite uh, MCU characters are and your favorite movie going into Endgame? Oh, this is easy because my favorite character is Cap, uh, nice. Captain America. And uh, Winter Soldier is my favorite film. Um, kind of like a modern day 70s Cold War spy thriller with superheroes. For sure. Yeah. And for you, Mark? Uh, I don't know if you can tell from the Iron Man helmet right here who my favorite MCU character is, but it's Iron Man. And But my favorite MCU movie is not Iron Man. It's actually The Avengers. Nice. The Avengers mm. is actually my personal, like, best in terms of, you know, watching it in theaters. I saw the movie in theaters eight times. Oh, wow. And so That's no awesome. other movie has come close to, <laughs> yeah. you know, me watching it that many times in theaters. And every single time I watch it, it just everything just still hits. Yeah. Like all the jokes still hit. Yeah. It's still really entertaining. So add to the Avengers. And even thinking about just where we've gone since, it's yeah. still kind of amazing that it exists and works as well as it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say I actually agree that Captain America is my favorite character in the yeah. MCU as well. If that for wasn't sure. obvious, yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, however, my favorite film up to this point has been uh, up until now has been Captain America: Civil War, mostly because mm. uh, I mean. I, I love when, like, I feel like there's two different kinds of Marvel movies. They're the kinds that exist on their own, and I think Captain America Civil War, or Captain America Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy are very yeah. much within this, where they, mm-hmm. like, they kind of operate in their own corner, and they just dig in those characters so deeply. But I just love the fact, like, they have built such an incredible continuity with these movies that when you have these kind of larger stories that tie in absolutely everything, uh, and just, it, it's so impressive to yeah. me. Yeah. And Civil War, before Endgame, uh, really just was the film that truly brought that to life for me. And But now, I gotta say, Avengers Endgame is my new number one. I don't know how you guys <laughs> feel about that. 
it's just a little bit too early, but yeah, I have to, <laughs> I have to continue to sleep on it. Fair yeah, enough, fair it's enough. up there though. But Civil War, huh? Yeah, from I love from, from an Iron Man fan. Yeah. Oh well, wow. All right. Well, I'm Team Cap, so I mean, ah, Cap. <laughs> Was right. <laughs> that was right. That was right. Wow. Gotta so, say, that yeah. is a discussion for another time. <laughs> that is a whole other episode because Lord knows we have enough to get into. We yep. have an entire yeah. three-hour movie to dis- dis- dissect here. Uh, so let's start with initial reactions. You guys saw Avengers Endgame earlier this week. What were your feelings coming out of the theater? Um, so many, <laughs> <laughs> so many. I loved the experience of watching it. I was stressed out the entire time. Not knowing what was going to happen, I cried for about ten minutes there at the end. Yep. Um, no, it I it felt like the perfect culmination of all of these movies, yeah. and I was really impressed that Marvel stuck the landing. I was not quite sure sort of what we were going to get. This is sort of like the final thing. It's three hours, like you know what what they were going to do with that. But I think that they really, you know dug deep into the characters they found new ways to, you know particularly with like somebody like nebula um really bringing in the supporting characters into the forefront and really just delivered a satisfying film it's really amazing how the russos and christopher marcus and stephen mcfeely yeah. have been able to do that yeah. really just with the other films as well because i feel like dr strange like I, yeah. dr strange as a solo film was great but he shined in infinity war in a yeah. way yeah. that just like was absolutely incredible how about for you mark um, like Terrence, I cry too. Yep. <laughs> mostly, mostly because of what happens to Tony Stark. Sure. Uh-huh. And I grew up such a fan of Tony Stark all my life, and to see him and Robbie Downey Jr. like you know die like that, that just hit me really mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. I don't usually cry at movies. There's only two other movies I've ever cried in. Me too. But that one was. I'm gonna have to hear those two other titles. Uh, <laughs> it's Coco and Green Mile. Okay. Yeah. That's powerful. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't. I honestly didn't expect how the ending would play out because, mm-hmm. as we've seen with like shows like Lost or you know The Sopranos. Everything depends on the ending. And for them to actually stick the landing and make it not suck, like, no offense to any, you know, Lost <laughs> or Sopranos fans with the, who love the ending, but mm. I thought the ending sucked and that kind of killed, you know, the show. It kind of leads, everything that leads up yeah. to it. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So, you know, the fact that they actually stuck it, it just made me, like, you know, so happy. And it's so epic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything is so grand and so big, and I've been reading comic books my whole life, and that final scene where everybody just starts fighting against <laughs> oh, Thanos yeah. and his army, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh my god, I just loved it. It's like seeing my comic book come to life. 100%. Yeah. And it's, it's just really incredible, because when you think about it, a blockbuster movie is hard to make. Yeah. You are talking about like hundreds of millions of dollars being put into play. You're talking about executives with all of their ideas. You're talking about toy companies who have their thoughts. Yeah. You have like million different yeah. voices. You have actors who have certain thoughts about what their characters yeah. should be doing. That's hard enough. Then you're talking about the idea of, oh, well, let's also make a blockbuster that reflects mm-hmm. on the last 11 years of movies yes. from a whole bunch of different filmmakers <laughs> telling a whole wide variety of different yeah. stories. 22 in total. I mean, 21 yeah. films that this movie is reflecting on. It really shouldn't be possible, but no. it just speaks to really the power of these filmmakers and just the grasp that they have on this entire world. Yeah, I definitely want to give, like you mentioned, Marcus and McFeely. Yeah. Uh, 
they are like the unsung heroes yes. of the Marvel Agreed. Cinematic Universe. Uh, just, I mean, they wrote, you know, Winter Soldier, which is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were responsible was, for the entire Captain America trilogy, which yep. I yeah. will say, best best superhero trilogy, hands down, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I agree, too. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, controversial opinions. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm here for it. But yeah, like, they, the way they were able to, because this movie has a lot going on. Yeah. A lot, a lot. You mm-hmm. know, not only a whole bunch of heroes, but time travel and big battles and all of these character moments. And it has to go, you know, re-reference things that we've already seen and make them feel fresh and new. And I think that they did a really great job of even though all of like these super big things were happening, they really stuck to the characters mm-hmm. and what made those characters tick. And so in every situation that they could mine something new from the characters they did. And I thought that they did a great job with the script. And also, I mean, just also kind of the references that they pulled yeah. pull out. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, I mean, see, hearing like Sam say on your left as uh, he's coming out yeah. of the portal is just so powerful by itself. And of course, you have Iron, I am Iron Man yeah. after yeah. I am Inevitable is just, that is shredding it's incredible it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah and, yeah and it's really just a tribute to the powerful writing for sure yeah i just i just love that they were able to slow down the movie and then you know delve deep into what the characters are thinking mm-hmm. and how they're coping with everything after you know they found out that oh you know we can't bring everyone back so how do we move on from mm. you know seeing everybody that we love just like dust away like that and it shows you like what how all these actors grew into these roles and are able to like play it so naturally at this point Mm -hmm. so i just love that they were able to give you know each character a time to shine at some point what's really cool about this movie and especially in contrast to avengers infinity war is if you look at avengers infinity war that's Thanos. That's a Thanos movie. Yeah. Like, yes. That's his yeah. first and last scene. That is his journey throughout this entire thing. And this one is the Avengers movie. This is yeah. the one there. All yeah. of the characters finally come back together after being separated after Captain America Civil War. Uh, and just, which is why they lost. They lost because they were separated. And that moment at when Tony uh, finally comes back together with Captain America, I got to say... I was not expecting that. I was expecting like, oh my God, we lost. We got to, this is the moment yeah. where we got to be together. No, Tony is having none of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that hurt my heart to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it's valid, but please stop fighting. We have bigger things yeah, to worry exactly. about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and even just to kind of continue that, I mean, just, just the way that this movie kind of evolves and kind of goes through its story is really kind of amazing because we obviously spoilers and all this kind of stuff yeah. we've been having this conversation but and cre- huge credit to the marketing team by the way because yes. like what they've managed <laughs> yes. to hide is yeah. spectacular <laughs> uh, but the idea that this movie opens within its first 10 minutes I mean first you get that Hawkeye scene which oh, is just amazing uh, amazing yeah. by yeah. itself but the fact that within 10 minutes of this movie the Infinity Stones are destroyed and Thanos is dead yeah mm-hmm. I mean did, did you guys see that coming no I can't oh, say no. I did no I honestly thought that there were two ways that I thought that this movie would play out. Both of them had to do with time travel. Sure. One of them mm-hmm. was either get the time gem, or the other one was through the quantum realm, as you know, said yes. in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yep. When they said that, oh, I destroyed all the you know the Infinity Gems. I'm like, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> then it's <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. Oh my god. You totally. Yes, did. you did. Yeah. Wow, that is so smart. That's why you're Thanos. <laughs> you are really smart about these things. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. It turns out that he had a plan, which is all the all the more credit to him. Like he just becomes that more that stronger of a character yeah. because he was like he realized that the only thing that's going to stop him from 
accomplishing his greatest yeah. mission is to have those stones yeah. still be around and yeah gotta get rid of them yeah that's <laughs> that is great writing right there yeah yep. and I will also say that another thing that is just it came as a complete surprise to me is the tone of this movie too mm-hmm. because I mean we speak to like Winter Soldier which has that 70s conspiracy vibe that you talked yeah. about and then you go to Civil War the Russo second film yeah. which is you break apart the Avengers and it's exceptionally dark by the end of that and it's a sad ending then you get to Infinity War which of course is that the decimation at the end and yes. the snap and everyone dies and you're kind of expecting that this movie is going to be like a redemption story but still have that kind of gritty mm-hmm. ethos yeah. but the amount of fun yeah, that this yeah it's film really is, funny yeah. it's like I mean because I mean I don't think you can use the word time heist in a movie and have it not be <laughs> a, a total blast so yeah. I was just like completely surprised by that element of the movie yeah no I I loved I think what was really great about this is. You know, there's lots of battles between MCU and DCEU in, in terms of... I, I think just Marvel just understands their tone. Like, even when they're being serious, there's room for, like, character-based fun. Um, yep. I mean, this movie is just really... It's really, really funny for about two hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it gets... And then, you know, it's getting it gets down to business. But I think, you know, getting to witness... I think going back to the past and playing with all of these things that we find very familiar and grounding and, but doing it in a different way mm-hmm. um, really brought a lot of humor. I thoroughly enjoyed Cap v. Cap. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. um, that's yeah. America's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was great because it's like, no, they really don't comment on his looks in the, <laughs> yeah. just, you know, in there. And so that was really funny. Um, but, you know, just different things about bringing you mentioned like a comic book come to life, like the Hail Hydra moment. Oh, I thought was brilliant. <laughs> so well done. Someone yes. reads their comics yep. because so many people were mad about, rightfully so. Um, yeah. So many people yeah. were mad about that, and but to see that reference in this was really great. So yeah, they. It was it was nice. To, it's nice to be in the hands as a as an audience member in the hands of people who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they didn't take any moment for granted, and they really went for it. So for sure. I just love that they were able to add some sort of humor. Like, actually, they added a lot of humor yeah. to ease the tension because mm-hmm. that movie was nerve-wracking. <laughs> yes, it was. Watching the entire movie <laughs> is nerve-wracking because, honestly, you don't know who's... You, you, know, you mm-hmm. don't know who's going to die. Exactly. Yep. So, for them to add, like, humor to kind of, like, ease our tension, you know, make us not think about it the entire time was great. Like, hands down, big ups to... Chris Hemsworth for going, say, yes. yeah. You know, Big Lebowski Thor. Lebowski <laughs> Thor. It's oh, a genius man. move. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, I thought when he picked up the Stormbreaker that he was gonna like snap back into Chris yeah, Hemsworth right. shape. Yeah. <laughs> no, just braids in his, yeah, yeah, just his beard. Braids in his beard. And, no, yeah, you, you don't get magic liposuction. That's yeah. not how this works. Uh, but at the same time, like what is kind of amazing about that is like I mean, it's kind of what you were both saying is that you can have that humor, and this is something that I think Marvel in general has done so well is you can have that humor of seeing Thor as like a drunk yep. mm-hmm. king living in New Asgard. But at the same time, when the name Thanos comes up color drains from his face yeah. he may yeah. have killed yeah. him five years ago but he is still terrified and horrified by every single thing that happened and I think that's just an incredible element of these movies the fact that because like, I mean I have heard in the past that like well how could it be a serious movie how, how can the characters be taking anything seriously if they're making jokes in the moment of mm. like drama yeah. and you know what in some cases that's true I mean if yeah. it is a seriously dramatic moment but within these movies I think that they have done such a spectacular job of just finding those precise moments where you can pepper mm-hmm. that in it makes them seem 
more human than mm-hmm. I mean Absolutely. I I like DC heroes too but they seem more like gods yes. whereas Marvel heroes are more of the humanistic kind and I think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards them because they are like us we mm-hmm. they have feelings you know they're not gods they can be defeated mm-hmm. they can have feelings and I think that's why you know when Thor you know goes all like fat Thor you know it's because he's so horrified and that's his way of coping he's depressed mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely he's, depressed. he's been living in a state yeah. of depression where he just can't do anything but drink beer and play video games yeah. and making Korg all day yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, all, yeah go ahead. I do them when I'm not depressed right. <laughs> 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 it's not about like that yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. so yeah he's, he's earned it yeah, yeah to say the least yeah. let's also talk about the pacing a bit too because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were concerned about the fact that this is three hours yes. uh, which mm-hmm. it's a lot of movie mm-hmm. but I got to say i felt the thing just blew by like yeah. i was amazed yeah. by like i never felt the need to check my watch or like felt like yeah. oh this part's dragging or anything like that how'd you guys feel oh yeah i went in with the whole plan because we we saw <laughs> we saw this movie at nine o'clock in the morning so i was like all right at 9 p.m the night before i'm gonna stop like eating anything <laughs> not gonna have anything to drink i had a cup of yogurt going into this movie um because i didn't want to get up and like there were moments where I wanted to get up, but more like get up and shout because of how great the movie was <laughs> yeah. versus like get up and, you know, and and feel the length. But no, I think that they paced it really well um, and they let the moments that needed to breathe, breathe and they sped up where they needed to speed up. And then they, you know, just dropped us into this epic third act. Um yeah. oh. <laughs> And they like left us there and they were like, well, you know, here's the end for your heroes. Like we're going to see. How it's going to go. So, yeah, I thought that the pacing was really done well. Yeah. I, everyone who has asked me, oh, how's the three hour runtime? I keep on telling them it's great. It's <laughs> like the moment that the final battle hits, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, we're nearing the end of the movie already? Right. I yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt like it was only an hour like and a half that just went by. It's like, boom next thing you know it's the final battle already so mm-hmm. those three hours i mean like you i had well no not like you i didn't have a plan <laughs> like i drank i kind of you know i don't know why i did this but i drank coffee i drank water and i drank oh, a smoothie no. beforehand oh my god but then i went to the you know i went to the bathroom beforehand, beforehand okay, and then, yeah, yeah. And then sure. you know i was fine you know until the very end sure so i mean <laughs> It just breezes through like that, and like, and the thing is, like, I mean, also, I just as soon as it ended, I just felt like, oh, I could watch this movie again, yes. right yeah. now. Like, I, I don't need to wait. Like, I, and I again, I like, I have tickets for tomorrow. Like, yeah, I, I plan yeah. on watching this like as many times as I possibly can, and like, <laughs> it's really just spectacular yeah. within that capacity and it's like also I will say that something that uh, struck me especially versus Infinity War which is another movie that I really liked it does have some issues mm-hmm. but I think like my biggest thing my biggest problem with Infinity War is that there's like that kind of middle section where th- when Captain America and the rest of the Avengers are traveling to Wakanda mm. you basically go to space for the longest time. Like, you have the entire Vormir sequence, you have the Guardians meeting up with uh, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange and all them. Uh, And, like, there is a point in that movie where I'm like, I wonder what's happening with Cap right now. And, like, so there was that kind of missing scene. But this one, I feel like... It, it just moves so well yeah. and it like transfers between all and there's so much going on too mm-hmm. between yeah. the different groups of these characters and each time around it just like every single time I was like okay so okay we're gonna move on to these characters and these characters and these characters and yeah, yeah. perfect I and think it, the, I think oh. they made the stakes so high mm-hmm. 
that they have to get all these infinity stones that like even when like one thing is going well in one timeline you're like what are these other people doing over here and how you know stressful their situation <laughs> is um so yeah that's what really helped with that for sure i just thought that every um as the scenes cut between each timeline, it didn't feel jarring at all. Mm-hmm. It was just like seamless, like, oh, okay, this is a good time to cut this, time to cut that, time to cut that. And so I think that helped a lot with the pacing. For sure. Yeah. And this has been a love fest so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will say you have criticisms. I do. Let's hear it. Um, one death in particular did not move me at all. <laughs> um, Black Widow. Okay. And only because I felt like we heard her talk a lot about wanting to go straight, right? She wants to do right in her life. and yeah. But we've never gotten to see her be really bad. Mm-hmm. And so I loved the way that that, her and Hawkeye trying to battle over who was going to fall. <laughs> um, and I, like, my roommate saw this with me and I was I looked over at him. I was like, so who's getting thrown off of the, <laughs> the cliff? Um, but yeah, I thought that that... In terms of in-world stuff, it really worked. But in terms of, like, the emotionality of, like, other deaths or other moments within the story, that one didn't hit me just because I was like, oh, okay. I will say one thing that was kind of weird for me within that scene. And, and like, I'd, I'd say, like, that was probably where I'm going to put my criticisms, too. Yeah. But it's really kind of nothing to do with the movie, in my, in, for me personally. And it, what it is, and it's kind of stupid, and it's because I pay way too much attention to everything that's going on. Yeah. But it's because in that moment, I was thinking, okay, so I know that Black Widow has a solo movie that's coming in Phase 4. Yes. And I also know that Hawkeye is has a Disney Plus series that mm-hmm. is coming up soon. And I know that there's been whispers. We don't know full details about the Black, uh, Black Widow movie, but it's been said that it's potentially a prequel. And meanwhile, the Hawkeye Disney Plus show has been said to be about his uh, training of Kate Bishop, uh, which yeah. is from the Matt Fraction comics. Yep. Phenomenal. If you haven't read that, do Very so good. because it's absolutely wonderful. Yes. Uh, however, I also realized, well, in order for Hawkeye to do that, he can't be dead on <laughs> yeah. a cliff in Vormir. <laughs> yeah. So the, as I was doing that calculus in my head, head uh it kind of undercut the emotionality of mm-hmm. oh no this is black widow's turn to die and also like i kind of wish that we weren't getting a black widow movie so quickly like yeah. i wish yeah. we were having some time to kind of miss her uh that i don't think we're necessarily getting because it does seem like that movie's coming together very very quickly yeah that's true and how about for you mark Time travel. Okay. All of the plot holes that have <laughs> arisen from the time travel so like the five years later and seeing um cassie lang mm-hmm. older but then you see the entire spider-man homecoming cast That's all the thing. same age yeah and then yes. uh captain america going back and staying in time and so you're no, not no, about to criticize this no, friends because no, 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 no. we're gonna have a discussion no, here I mean, I, no, I, I totally, I, yes you, you are My, correct but uh hear me out so <laughs> I love that part. That part is sweet. But he also knows that Hydra is taking over all of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. Mm. So the question is, does he tell Peggy about Hydra infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. all that time? Or does he just stay quiet? If he stays quiet about it, then who's going to, like, save, you know, save everybody again like how does that work in time travel i, I mean in I, time travel sense I mean, in a way he does kind of have to stay completely removed from society he can't be captain america because yeah. everybody thinks that captain america is dead and so mm. he kind of has to live his life like go like 
he has goes back to the 1940s and he has 30 years till he goes to the 70s yeah. where he can drop mm-hmm. off the uh, time stone and then like and obviously then goes through the rest of it to yeah. drop off uh, all the rest of them but oh, yeah man. that's uh, I mean it's an, it's it's an interesting thing honestly though it's like because it, it does create a kind of conflict I mean we are going to talk about kind of where this goes in the future mm-hmm. but like there's a part of me that does kind of want to see Captain America's Infinity Watch, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, kind of to go back in time and just, like, see him, yeah. like, go through all of these trials and tribulations as he's trying to, like, keep time fixed, while at the same time dealing with that insane yeah. emotional conflict of, like, oh, wow, there is terrible stuff happening that I know about, but yeah. Li- yeah. literally can't do anything. So, I actually, there is a part of me that kind of loves that part of it. Well, and I think, and I think that fits into Cap's character. Like, as much as I love him... Uh, he is very selfish. <laughs> he is very selfish. Like, I mean, he's basically spent, you know, movie after movie after movie just trying to save his best friend. Yeah. Like, and in, in the process, even though they didn't need to sign the accords, but in the process sort of being part of the reason why the Avengers were no longer. Um, so that fits for him. Sure. He just wants to get back to Peggy. That, I was, that almost broke me. <laughs> I was already broken with Tony. And then I was broken again by uh, when he came back and gave Sam the shield. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a nice wrap-up because you're like, oh, all of these, you know, sort of references that they put in there that we mentioned. But like, you know, I am Iron Man. And then his daughter asking for a cheeseburger, which is sort of a reference uh-huh. to like him Burger when he first, came out, yeah. Yeah, 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 first came out of the cave. And you've got the final dance. And it's like, oh, they... They really thought all of this through to step on my heart. Um, and I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Well, actually, let's take this character by character because mm-hmm. there is just so much to obviously dissect in this movie. Like, I mean, it's three hours worth of time travel insanity. Um, so let's just go character by character and kind of discuss our overall yeah. feelings about kind of where these characters kind of travel both literally and figuratively, over the course of this movie. And, of course, the natural place to start is Iron Man, because (laughs) this is where, this is the character who kicked off this entire universe. He has had such an incredible arc. I mean, if you think about where he started in the first Iron Man and where he ends at the end of this, completely different character. And it really just speaks to the power of the storytelling and how, like, what and just the progression and the attention that they've paid to this character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you're still. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Your, your dude, yes. I mean, I I love the the ending where you know I as much as it hurt me to see Tony Stark die, I thought it was a very telling moment for him because it kind of goes back to the Avengers where Cap asked him, you know. Well, actually, I kind of forgot where. <laughs> seeing if you see it as many times as I do, I mean, you would think that I would remember it. Where he's talking about, will you uh, lay down on the wire? Yeah. Is that a rather cut, cut the wire? Sure. You, yeah. you have probably seen this way more than I. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it kind of goes back to that where he actually would lay his life on the line mm-hmm. for everyone. It's like literally everyone, because he, because Thanos was about to snap and dust everybody again, but he sacrificed himself for it. And I think that is a great, you know, arc where, you know, he was a selfish billionaire who was like a playboy, and all of a sudden he's a family man who sacrifices Mm -hmm. himself to save humanity, and actually not humanity, but like the entire galaxy. Universe, yeah. Yeah, The entire universe, universe, actually. And so I think that is, you know, a good arc you know, for him, even though, you know, it kind of sucks that we're not going to see Iron Man ever Mm -hmm. anytime soon. Anytime soon. I was going to say, like, if of all the characters, this is 
final. Like that yeah. is. I, mm-hmm. I feel like, as, like I was saying with Cap, like I feel like you could. There is still a potential story there to tell there, but like I feel like this is such a definitive ending for yeah. Iron yeah. Man that I feel like it's kind of where you need to leave him. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said. I, yeah. I thought <laughs> it was great. I thought Robert Downey Jr. did some of his finest acting in this in this movie. Yeah, it. The, I thought I was going to hold up, and I, and I did not. And that was where nope, I, I lost, honestly yeah. I started crying. Yeah, I was definitely crying, yeah. too. Well, I will say, if I can just put this in the conversation, you t- we talk about Captain America's selfishness. There is a certain selfishness on Tony's part here, too, because he doesn't let those five years disappear. Like, he is... Yeah. He, wants his family and that his whole thing with his daughter and I love you 3000 is yeah. oh god I mean come on. <laughs> don't don't you take that away from me <laughs> yeah, I know. but at the same time like I do like you have to yeah. wonder like because like honestly one thing that it kind of reminded me of is in uh, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises where you have Harvey Dent like the kind of secret of him revealed and like yeah. they held him up as this white knight who saved the universe yeah. but at the same time like Tony did let the universe exist for five years with everybody dead and like like I mean because there are going to be some people that probably aren't like if they were to learn that would probably not be too happy they'll be okay yeah so, <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine they'll, they'll be, be absolutely yeah, fine, they'll be, fine. They'll, yeah. be, they'll be okay with that and what did you guys think I mean I'll throw it in there the uh, Pepper Potts rescue suit I thought that was Everything <laughs> and I and I 100% want an all female Avengers team up movie. Yep, I hate to be that guy that wants to be really technical, but ta- I mean, the rescue, rescue suit, suit was, sure. I mean, yeah, because the rescue suit That's what was I'll, suppo- I'll borrow the phrase, yeah, because sure. yeah, the yeah. rescue suit was supposed to be like all defensive and you know, a suit to just simply save people without any sort of like offensive capabilities. But seeing Pepper in the suit and just kicking a lot of like. <laughs> Can I can I say I honestly don't know, but no. yeah, say it. <laughs> yes, we, but there you yes. go. Sure. Play it on but, the safe oh, type. that was that was amazing to see on screen. Like I like cheered when I saw uh, Pepper in the suit mm-hmm. like show up for the very first time. I was like, Yes. <laughs> and honestly that entire female team up moment yes. is just yeah. so just, incredible yeah. by itself. Because it's also just like it just unfolds too. Like it's yeah. just yeah. like each one kind of like pops up within the yeah. itself. And then especially like even Wasp at the end there just like kind of grows and you're just yeah. like, holy crap, this is yep. like yeah. it's because we've been hearing this kind of conversation with like the Tessa Thompson and yeah. mm-hmm. Joe Johansson have been kind of leading and like we've been kind of envisioning this and it just like it brought it all into yeah. one moment mm-hmm. and it was absolutely epic uh so let's go to captain america um this is in uh, like i I love this arc for him uh Mm -hmm. it's like i mean and he i think he just gets some of the best moments of the film we already mentioned cap versus cap we mentioned uh the the hail hydra moment in the elevator uh we mentioned like we talked about the ending which i I mean let's specifically talk about that ending first off i think that might be the best old age uh yeah, you look great. Makeup or makeup digital really effects old, that yeah. I've ever seen. Like it's so easy to screw that up, <laughs> and we've seen so many terrible versions of it in the past mm-hmm. that the idea that like, oh no, he actually looks like an old man. <laughs> this is like shockingly yeah. great. So what? I mean, so what do you guys think of it? So I screamed, <laughs> like not as loud as I really wanted to, <laughs> but I did definitely screamed when he got the hammer. I have yep. been. Yeah, waiting oh, God, yes. for that for so long, and then they hit me with vision, and I was like, "Oh, boo! I don't want this. I want Captain." America. So, you know, everything about that final battle with him was amazing. And, I mean, Cap is my favorite. I loved this arc for him. I loved getting to see him get to end on his terms, um, and giving Sam the shield that broke me again. Uh, but no, the, the the final battle where he gets to use Thor's hammer. 
was amazing. It was everything. Yeah, and then also Thor is just like, I knew it! Yeah, <laughs> and then he got Stormbreaker too, and I was exactly like, oh right. god, yeah. yeah. And then it's a trade, it's great, yeah. I agree with everything that she said too. Yeah. Yes. Once, yeah, once uh, Cap gets Mjolnir, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is Because <laughs> they teased it in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Like, when you see, like, you know, Thor's face just go from happy to like, oh, crap, mm-hmm. are you really about to yeah. do this right now? And I mean, there are rumors, that, uh, theories that Cap knew that he could probably lift it. Oh, but he, he just didn't. He just didn't do it out of <laughs> yeah. respect to Thor. No, that's that's why, and that's why he was so quickly like, "Oh no, you know what? I'm not going to do it." Yeah. So, but that I kind of, I kind of wanted to see, you know. Um, well, we'll talk about it another time. But I kind of wanted to see Black Widow. Uh, carry Mjolnir too, but that's yeah. that's another. Time. Yeah, she did kind of just turn it down. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, I will also say, like, I mean, I've actually I've been p- pitching uh, the idea of putting Captain America back in the 1940s for basically, I, I think, really since Age of Ultron, ever yeah. since like kind of Wanda put that back in his head. Yeah. Uh, and I just, it, it's, I think it's just such an elegant way of doing it. Like, yeah. and, and yeah. soon, like, and frankly, like when they were setting him up as the guy who was gonna go bring back all the stones mm-hmm. and Mjolnir, like, I was just like. Are they gonna do this? And then, like Hulk is like, well, "Bring him back in ten seconds," and then he doesn't come back, yeah. and just like I, uh, I, I had chills. I, I just had chills. I literally just had chills yeah. describing this moment to you. <laughs> uh, and it's just, it's so like, I mean, it, it is such a perfectly epic thing because, like, I, I, First Avenger, I also think is one of the most underrated films in this yeah. franchise. Agreed. It yeah. is like, it is so incredibly powerful, and especially that final moment, that last like phone call as or last like uh, communication with mm-hmm. Peggy as he's about to go down on the ice and he's asking for that last dance and the idea that Cap would leave this franchise without getting that last dance with Peggy was just unacceptable to me <laughs> on any level and so yes the fact that he actually got that dance yeah. and I'm yeah. kind of because we all a lot of people theorized that Cap was going to bite the big one mm-hmm. at I'd- the end of it I and, was very concerned when yeah. they started breaking the shield. I was like, well, yeah. this, the is, shield. I was yeah. like this, is, this is how it's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna, how it's going to yeah. end. Yeah, and, and for them to like kind of switch it up was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a smart move because it kind of, you know, kind of upends what fans' expectations are mm-hmm. because a lot of people that I know are expecting it when they watch it tonight and they, when mm-hmm. they watch it tomorrow, and I'm like... Just you wait and see. <laughs> Just you wait and see. Yeah. Um, it's also a thing, I mean, because like I, I mean, especially like at, at the site that I work for, Cinema Blend, uh, we like we had like a death pool that we set up, and I kept like <laughs> and I kept saying like, well, is death really the way that we want these characters to end? Because even in the comics, it's not really like death yeah. is not really yeah. something that's super applicable because you always kind of want these characters to come back in some capacity. Yeah. So it's so much better if you can just find a way that like puts them in their yeah. own place and you don't have to kill them you don't have to give them that finality but and so like you keep the door open in some capacity for them to come back and yeah I think this did it elegantly and perfectly yeah. uh, now let's move on to the uh, the chubby king of Asgard uh, <laughs> Thor uh, I mean first off Huge surprise. Did yeah. not see that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in any single way. Uh, 
not at all. I, like the second that, like, I mean, they get to Tornberg, Norway, which, by the way, is another fantastic callback that this movie has. Yeah. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, the prequel, uh, the uh, like beginning of Thor, the first Thor, you have the entire sequence with Laufey and uh, Odin. They're mm-hmm. battling in Tornberg, Norway, and then at the first scene of Captain America: The First Avenger, it's where Red Skull finds the Tesseract. So just those details by themselves. Yeah. I just you have my hearts, Russos and Marcus and McFeely. Thank you so much for that. Um, but then they open that door and you see that belly. Oh my god. And uh, it's quite a belly. It's a godly belly. Yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> um and Chris Hemsworth is is one of my faves. Uh so that was a tough thing to get through. Uh but no, I thought Chris Hemsworth is might be the low key MVP of these last two, yeah. mm-hmm. or maybe not low key. Maybe he might actually be it's funny the MVP. Yeah, he gets some of the funniest moments, but like also a lot of drama mm-hmm. and a lot of dramatic beats that he gets to play. And so, even though it was really, really funny to see him super chubby and big Lebowski yep. and giving us long winded explanations, um, you knew that there was a lot of pain hiding under <laughs> yeah. there. And getting to see him with his mom again. Oh my god, was great. that Rene Russo yeah. bit. Yeah. Was, I mean, I, I, like when they obviously clearly, they, I don't think they got Natalie Portman. Like it looks like no, they, they did. They did. Well, she was there for you know two <laughs> hours. Really? Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> to, to record then, on set, sure. Uh, but at the same time, that Rene Russo bit because, like, I feel like her character, like. She's very underwritten. Frida yes. is very yeah. underwritten yeah. in the first movie, and obviously, like her death is hugely impactful. But also, then you just think about everything that Thor has lost over the course yeah. of these movies. He lost his father. He lost his hammer. He lost his brother. He lost his mother. He lost his land. He lost half of his people. Like he has lost absolutely everything. So, like to then have this moment where he gets to reunite with his mother on the day that she dies, mm-hmm. and she gives him the strength to really just power through all this and kind of come back to be the man and the god that he is meant to be oh excellent that's great (laughs) i love that part and just the simple fact that chris that marvel is now realizing that chris hemsworth is extremely funny an Mm -hmm. extremely funny actor and to just have him play off as a fat guy who's (laughs) drinks a lot i mean thor in general drinks a ton yes but he never gets fat so you can only imagine the amount of alcohol he has to drink (laughs) in order for him to get that beer belly yeah i'm like oh my god by the barrel yeah yeah. (laughs) and and it's crazy and so he has you know the ability to make you laugh and he has the ability Mm -hmm. to you know make you cry because that scene with you know like his that entire scene alone on Asgard you know where he's like oh I can't do this oh I can't do that he's having a panic attack yeah yeah. yeah, he's like you know what I'm just gonna go off and do this whole thing I want to see my mom you know this one last time was you know really touching Mm -hmm. and you know he does have like some of the best scenes like when he has Mjolnir in one hand and Stormbreaker in the other hand I'm like oh my god this is you know you just became super powerful and still you know gets his butt whipped by Thanos (laughs) it's like wow yeah Thanos was taking it to him yeah Yeah. exactly not playing any punches and uh, what's also interesting because we speak to the finality of uh, kind of the Captain America and Iron Man stories I kind of love that uh, Thor's story is very much continuing because like I mean Chris Hemsworth has been vocal about not being like he does, he didn't love his time with Thor and Thor: The Dark World. And, yeah, because it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Thor: The Dark World is not a good movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the reality of the bad. situation. It's not great. It's yeah. what it is. Uh, 
but Thor Ragnarok was a complete reinvention of the character. I mm-hmm. mean, Taika Waititi absolutely just blew everything up and just reinvented it in a completely incredible way. And he was rejuvenated with this character. The treatment of him in Infinity War, you really got to, like, ex- I feel like, experience the power of Thor. Because, yeah. like, to yeah. a certain extent, he was nerfed. I mean, mm, he didn't have the yeah. full extent of what Thor could do. Infinity War really kind of brought it home and, like, saying, oh, no, this is what he can do. But then he's still lost, which kind of is its yes. own whole big thing. But then where this... Uh, movie ends and where he he decides to give up the throne of Asgard to Valkyrie which is by itself awesome just yes. because I also love Tessa Thompson so mm-hmm. uh, I'm all for that in every single way but also I mean do we think Asgardians of the Galaxy is a, uh, a thing? <laughs> what do we think here? I hope so. Yeah? Sure. <laughs> just, just to see the back and forth between Star-Lord and Thor mm-hmm. that final you know scene alone it's like oh who's the leader it's like oh yeah yeah you're the leader you're the leader sure. it's like yeah and you know seeing Star-Lord like oh crap am I gonna be the leader at the end of yeah. all this am I gonna be the leader at the end of the week they should have right. left Star-Lord in the soul stone <laughs> but <laughs> that's just my opinion but yeah <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, then let's move on to Hulk, who uh, this one is, I feel like, something that fans were a little bit expecting. They were kind of like hints of it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that was when <laughs> when uh, Hulkalo, or Mark Ruffalo, as I call him, <laughs> like, that was definitely not expected okay. at all. Um, but it was pretty great because it sort of was nice to see Bruce realize that, you know, the Hulk is him and he's the Hulk. So Embrace. They start to, yeah, yeah, they start fighting. to melt. Yeah. yeah. How about you? I honestly didn't. I wanted to see Smart Hulk for the longest time, but <laughs> I n- never thought I would be able to see it. I just thought that the transition between, you know, Hulk saying no at, you know, throughout all of Infinity War to all of a sudden, like him being like Smart Hulk, mm-hmm. like I don't know where the transition was. So we're in those five years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like five years where it's like, so what happened where you. Where Hulk is able to be like, you know what? I'm just gonna meld with you now, and your mind is now my mind, and that kind of thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, and but that being said, he does have like a lot of great scenes. Mm-hmm. A lot of the humor, you know, yeah. Thor aside, comes from him. <laughs> yeah, like the whole selfie scene, the whole you know, <laughs> oh my god, you know, the Ant Man coming back scene. I'm fairly certain about this. This is like this is one another one of the kind of like 99.9% things. Uh, did you guys recognize the, one of those kids who was trying to ask her Hulk for an autograph? No, no. I'm fairly certain that it was the kid who spotted Captain America in the Smithsonian, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Oh, wow. I mean, I would not be shocked because they literally brought back everybody. Yeah, right? Everybody. Yeah, like, that really just speaks to kind of the impressiveness of that depth, too. But, like, but I I mean, I I really love this version of it just because, Mm -hmm. like, because it it is such a natural progression for the character because I feel like, I mean, Hulk movie, like, we kind of learned a certain lesson with the Ang Lee Hulk movie and uh, the Louis Leterrier film, which is is just like it's a hard character to handle yeah. within yeah. kind of a dramatic weight and you have like this character who's in conflict with himself and I think Joss Whedon kind of broke the formula a little bit where he kind of realized oh no this is a this is a movie this is a character living in a horror movie like mm-hmm. he has absolutely no control over himself and that is absolutely terrifying and I thought he brought that to a really great point uh, Ragnarok again kind of took yeah. that to another direction by evolving the Hulk and then really since then it's just been kind of a progression like I, I think that like Mark Ruffalo even described a 
kind of three act arc mm-hmm. uh, from the course of Ragnarok to Infinity War to uh, Endgame, which is to say, like, yeah. you go from uh, Hulk being in charge to him saying, like, no, we're not getting along, we're completely <laughs> in conflict, and yeah. finally getting together. And I just appreciate, like, because the fact that, I mean, we don't have any Hulk movies, so, like, but yeah. I, like, I love the direction That's that fine. they took with yeah. this character. Uh, let's talk about Black Widow, uh, because we have talked a bit about her death, mm-hmm. but I will say, like, I did appreciate kind of the position that she took with the Avengers, yes. uh, mm-hmm. within just kind of the leadership role that she took in the, in the five years. Yeah, I agree. I think everything leading up to her death, uh, I thought was really well done mm-hmm. in terms of her character and Scarlett Johansson getting to flex some of her acting muscles. Um, and yeah, it was nice to see her like having to deal with Clint, you know, and the and where he's from, and and given her past, that mm-hmm. was really affecting. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like Black Widow a lot. Uh, I just her death just did not move me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the fact that she took over the Avengers duties because mm-hmm. she said herself that she lost her family, mm-hmm. so she's trying to you know use this as a way to kind of rebuild and make a new family to go along with the ones that she that survived with after the snap Mm -hmm. and so i think that that is a good progression from the smart you know you know spy where you know Mm -hmm. i trust no one to accepting that you know this is my family now and you know i gotta protect them at all cost kind of thing what's also kind of crazy is that like she is also a character who we know of as being completely in control at all yeah. times yeah. like i mean when winter soldier she has her own mission and she is completely point on it in every single conversation she knows whether she's expressing it or not that she is the one completely dominating it whether it's like the interrogation scene uh both interrogation scenes in avengers yeah. where she's first with the russians and then with loki like she knows that she is smarter than everyone else in the room and then you have that scene in this one where uh when she's after her communication with captain marvel and rocket and roadie uh when she's talking to captain america and you you see her break and that that really got me that like i was just like whoa that is like that's intense and i do think that it like did set up kind of the direction for the character yeah yeah Yeah. uh let's talk about hawkeye because we have not talked about him very much uh we Mm -hmm. briefly briefly talked about uh the uh very opening scene let's start there uh because yeah i was like oh my god have we not had enough pain from the dusting <laughs> that you're going to do this to this poor man, to his whole family? Um, I like the direction that they took Hawkeye in. Uh, I could do without the tattoo sleeve on the arm. Okay. Uh, just, I was just like, that's so silly. The haircut was enough. Uh, but I, I kind of like like somebody with like his moral compass and just being like, okay, well, like my family is gone, so I'm going to rid the world of these evil people. And I thought that was a really nice way to bring him back into the... T- team with sort of morally gray uh, ambitions, mm-hmm. and then you know he got to you know run with the gauntlet and do a little more action and actually be involved in a way that he sometimes isn't, uh, just because he shoots bows and arrows. Nice. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was nice. I yeah, that opening scene just it's so powerful just to see, and the way that they shot it too is just so amazing. Where you know. You hear the thunder, and then you go back to the scene where mm-hmm. it's his daughter, and then all you see is like dust. Yeah. And then he turns around and he sees his entire family gone. It's it's, gone. And all you hear just here is like thunder. I'm like, that just gave me chills. <laughs> and the direction that they took him was 
great because it actually gave him something to do. Yeah. Finally. Yes. Give him emotional <laughs> yeah. agency. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, and finally, Hawkeye has something to do, like, and be a big part of the movie as well. And, yep. you know, I love, like, I hope that the progression continues with the Hawkeye TV show because I want to see, you know, where that kind of goes. As yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. Uh, th- you guys, we're unfortunately out of time, uh, but it's been absolutely great talking yeah. to you. Where can they find you? Um, you can find me at nerdreactor.com, um, Twitter at PacmanNR7. Same thing with my Instagram as well. So, yeah, you can find me at lenoirautour.net. That's L E N O I R A U T E U R.net. Uh, lenoirautour on Twitter and Instagram. Fantastic. And all of my work you can find over on Cinema Blend. You can find me at E. Eisenberg on Twitter, E. Eisenberg19 on Instagram. Again, thank you guys so much for taking me on the show this week. Uh, This is an awesome conversation. If you guys have seen Avengers Endgame, and I really hope you did because you just sat through an entire spoiler for the conversation (laughs) and you just otherwise completely ruined this movie for yourself. But I assume that you want to go see it again. And you can, uh, so please hit the comments uh, with any thoughts you have about this. And otherwise, we will see you next week. See ya. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.